You are listening to Tofa Olay, a Lifestyle Perspective podcast, episode 12, Tell Me About the Mental. This episode is a continuation of episode 10, Tell Me About Self-Care. This episode will explore the importance of our mental health, its impact on our everyday life, and its purpose to helping us reach our fullest potential. How would you describe the state of your mental health? Is it all roses and lilies? Or is it a wheat land of unchecked and unresolved issues? Or is it a combination of both? No one is perfect, right? So is it safe to say it's a combination? Whether or not it's safe to say, I think it's important that we check ourselves, that we ask ourselves the hard questions about the state of our mental health. The same way we ask ourselves the questions about our worth, our value, our identity, and our purpose daily. Because whether we know it or not, it all goes hand in hand. You cannot answer the question about your identity, your character, or your sense of worth to yourself and the world unless you determine whether or not you are mentally fit for all of the dreams and the visions you have for your life. So whether your mental state looks like roses and lilies or a bunch of wheat doesn't really matter. What matters is how you garden it. It's how you care for it. And it's how you manage it. A little over a year ago, I met a woman who consciously practiced mindfulness, fully aware of herself and the state of her mental health. She did what she had to do to ensure psychologically and emotionally she was okay. With the challenges that life threw at her professionally and personally, she found the strength to get up and approach the day with a positive attitude. How do I know this? Well, I worked with her, so I saw her in action as she'd take the minutes in the day she needed to catch her breath, give herself a pep talk, or simply express her feelings. One thing I'd say she taught me is that yes, sometimes we do have hard days. And yes, sometimes things aren't going to look as we hoped, but things do work out as they should and it is our duty to ourselves to find a reason to be positive. So I decided to have her join me to talk about mental health. I mean, she is trailblazing to raise awareness about the importance and the benefits of mindfulness and providing access and resources to the underserved and the underprivileged. So please welcome Jen Aliman. Jen, will you introduce yourself to everyone listening, then tell us about a time you went from being unseen to seen. Hi, my name is Jen. Thanks so much, Alinka. I really love you and appreciate you. Um, A time that I went from being unseen to seen. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I really struggled a lot. I was battling with a drug addiction and cutting school. I was a high school truant at the time, so I failed about 17 classes. And I was very unseen by my family, by people in the community. You know, they looked at me and saw someone who, you know, was destined to drop out of high school. And so um, I went you know, I, I really struggled in school. And so I decided that I was going to go back to school. I started going to school at night and on the weekends, And I was able to graduate high school on time with my Regents diploma. Um, I, at that point in my life, I felt like people really started to see me. But it wasn't until I graduated from uh, college and I got my bachelor's degree in arts where people really started to see the person that I was and then mm. went on to graduate school to get my master's of social work and then went on to get my master's of science and nonprofit leadership and mm. at that point I really started to see that the reactions of my family they just seemed so shocked that someone like me could make it that that far in mm. my academic accomplishments wow. Wow. That is, wow. That is, I definitely do find that people, 
they take you accomplishing something. It takes you accomplishing something or doing the unthinkable for them to finally see you and recognize you. And yeah. I think a lot of us go through that every day. Like I, I've had my moments where like I feel like if I don't do this thing, then no one's gonna um recognize me. Like when I was younger, I definitely had those moments where like I felt unseen by my family. Um just because I mean I had older for me it was that I had older siblings that were accomplishing so much and I was like, oh my God, I have to do so much too. I have to I have to make sure that I'm making it and doing the best that I can. But throughout that process of you you know, finishing school and doing the unthinkable according to everyone else. How did you pull yourself out of being, um, uh, being really, I guess, uh, being a truant student and not showing up to class and kind of being almost on, it seemed like you were on the track to dropping out, but you pulled yourself back up. How did you do that? Yeah, no, I remember there was actually one day where I had cut school and I went to go hang out with my friends um, like I normally did. And I went outside and all my friends were gone. And I looked around and it was just me. And well, I had already cut school, so I decided that I was going to kill the time. And I went for a walk in the cemetery. That's usually where we kind of like hung out during school hours. And I remember just having a walk and a talk with myself. And I was all alone and I just remember like asking myself, Jen, what are you doing? Mm. You're ruining your life. And I remember being faced with this decision of like, am I going to continue to ruin it or am I going to, am I going to change? And in that moment, in that moment, I changed. I decided that I was going to go back to school and the very next period I went in to my next class and I remember going in I I don't even think I had attended that class um, for the the semester and I remember the teacher looking at me and being like who are you (laughs) (laughs) no way <laughs> but I just I made I you know there was a, there was an actual shift in, in in my paradigm and like my view of myself that I decided that I was going to change in that moment and after that I started like I said earlier going to school at night going to school on the weekends and wow. I did everything that I could to make sure that I graduated on time. Wow! And when when you were going through that process, like that's a lot. Did you ever want to quit or give up? I mean, there were so many times where I wanted to quit. I remember uh, I, uh, I had this one gym class and the teacher told me that if I missed one more class that she was going to fail me. And I missed that class. And I remember humbly going up to her <laughs> and telling her, I'm so sorry I missed this class. Um, you know, please give me another chance. And, mm-hmm. you know, she did. And she wound up, I mean, I think I got like a C or some really, really low grade in that class. And, but she gave me another chance and and she gave me one more opportunity to show up on like a weekend class. And I, and I went, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, there were many times where I wanted to give up where, you know, like, I mean, going to school at night and going to school on the weekends, it was a lot, it was a lot. And, um, but I, 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 I wanted it more than the hard times. And so what kind of mental work goes into that? And how have you seen it translate into your um, adulthood? The mental work is just, you know, when you want to accomplish something, 
you have to you have to keep the end in mind mm. um and there's going to be so many barriers there's going to be so many times that you don't want to do things but you want you have to want that goal more than you want anything you have to want that goal more than you want the next breath that you're going to take like mm-hmm. there has to be a drive inside of you that no matter what that you are going to achieve that goal. How that translates in my adult life, I mean, there are so many times where I just don't want to show up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I founded a nonprofit, and there's a lot of work that goes into it. You know, I have a nine-to-five job, and after hours, I just want to, like, relax on the couch or hang out with friends. I don't want to type paperwork. I don't want to sit at home and think about what the next steps are for fundraising. So I want that nonprofit. I want to have that successful nonprofit. And so I keep that end result in mind. And that is what drives me on those days where I don't want to do the nitty gritty, you know, things that are boring, but like without those moments, like I can't be successful. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And so I think for, for me, and I know a lot of people also, they're got nine to fives trying to be entrepreneurs and they struggle in their mind to find the encouragement within themselves and the positivity within themselves. So how can how do you how do you suggest that we can manage the mind our minds and and manage that? I mean, it's a garden, right? Our minds are a garden. How can we manage that garden to make sure that it does produce good fruit, even though every there there are constant struggles with us mentally and emotionally and psychologically? Yeah, I think, you know, that's a very tricky question because I think that a lot of the time you have to know that you can do anything that you want. Mm. Anything that you put your mind to, you can accomplish. And the only thing that's standing in your way is yourself. You know, I see this a lot when I when I go running, right? Like running is a very meditative process for me. Mm-hmm. So when I go running... You know, after like a block, like I'm tired, I want to stop, but I have to like look at the tree that's like two blocks away and say, I'm not going to stop till I reach that tree, Mm. you know, and you know, my leg starts to hurt. I (laughs) I really, you know, my breathing, you know, like everything, everything, (laughs) everything starts to hurt, but you know, all of a sudden I'm nauseous, you know, but like, I want to reach that tree, you know, um, and the thing is that there, you have to know that you can do anything, but sometimes you're the only thing that's stopping you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really want to say that sometimes it's okay to take a break. You know, it's so important sometimes, you know, especially when you have so many goals and so many things, you know, you, you always want to keep going. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. And you like constantly want to push yourself, but sometimes it's okay to take a day off. Right. And it's important to do that because if you don't take that time to rest, you're going to put it down and never pick it back up again. Mm. But if you take that moment, maybe you just need a night where you can just like relax and like hang out and then you can pick it back up tomorrow. Yeah. If you don't have those moments of rest, like you're going to burn yourself out. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we talked a lot about that in episode 10, where we explored the importance of self-care and different self-care things, um, ways that we can practice self-care. Um, and so in your experience, what are some of the benefits you um, benefits you received from practicing self-care? 
oh, there's there's no way that I could function in life if I did not take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my self-care practice starts from the moment that I wake up okay. all the way into the moment that I go to sleep. Like, I'm talking about, like, I wake up and I start saying my affirmations. I love myself. I'm beautiful. I look at myself in the mirror and I, like, literally will stare at myself and mm-hmm. just think about how beautiful I am, right? Wow. Next thing you know, it's, you know, I make sure that I, I eat proper nutrition I know what foods work for me and what don't and I have to make sure that like throughout the day I have those healthy meals those healthy snacks and you know maybe like a little cheat you know some Mm -hmm. chocolate here and there um you know and then it goes to like on my lunch break like I take a full lunch break I do not work through lunch unless we have a huge meeting at work that is allowed to me. I take that time for myself. Right. Okay. And then after work, you know, it goes into, I like to take some time to read on the train. You know, sometimes I, you know, check in with a friend. I call a friend uh-huh. when I get home, I'm eating dinner. You know, I make sure my house is clean before I go to bed. I meditate. Mm-hmm. I read before I go to bed. I'm talking about like, this is a 24 seven process for me because it even even while I'm sleeping right like I make sure that I get eight hours of sleep I make sure that when I'm when I'm asleep I turn my phone off because I need a hundred percent sleep right Mm -hmm. like I make sure that I am completely committed to my sleep I'm committed to my nutrition I'm committed to myself you know love practices and the times that I don't practice you know like if I don't meditate for the day I feel it Uh If I don't eat right for the day, I feel it. Mm -hmm. If I don't take that time to, you know, get enough sleep, I feel it. So, I mean, there's no way that I can be successful without those self-care practices. Right. That's amazing. Like, that's a lot of work. And it's dedication to yourself, right? It's like, I know what I need to be my best self. And I, so I affirm that this is what I'll be. And I think when we affirm who we will be to ourselves, the rest of the world will affirm, will, will affirm an agreement with us who we are. And yes. that, that way no one else can be like, well, this is what we think about you. And it's like, no, that's null and void. And I think it's so important for us to continuously talk about self-care. But I also think it's important for us to talk about um, I mean, we've already we already started talking about it, right? Like our mental health and our well-being. But I often find that people shy away from having this conversation. And I feel like up until recently, it hasn't been something that um, our community, the community of color, um, the the people who don't actually have access to mental health, the uh, urban neighborhoods, um, the the hood, in, in simple terms, the ghetto, the places that are not funded, you know, like at the bottom of Brooklyn, at the top of the Bronx, you know, like those areas in those neighborhoods, I find that we don't actually talk about mental health. So would you agree and say that mental health has had a negative connotation attached to it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm a survivor of traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, I have also survived drug addiction. I've Mm -hmm. been clean for over six and a half years. Um, I have severe anxiety attacks at times, Mm -hmm. um, you know, traumatic episodes. Anytime I ever talk about it, I, you know, I always feel like a little side eye, but like without advocating for those things, like 
that's very much a part of my success too. Like that's very much a part of my story too. Like why do I have to be ashamed that that I have traumatic experiences, that I have anxiety? Mm -hmm. Why do I have to be ashamed of that? But then at the same time, I can boast about my accomplishments. Like I wouldn't be anything if those parts of me weren't there. Like, and that's very much a part of who I am. And, and, and when you really love yourself, you accept those parts of yourself too. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not a perfect person, you know, and I accept that, that that's very much a part of my story. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, I feel like that's everything that, that that's a part of what this podcast is even about. Like, these are the things that are a part of my story. These are the things that affected me that have made me who I am today. So I, um, I, I also wanted to ask, you know, like, how can people get to a place where they're comfortable enough to even acknowledge that they have struggles, that they do have some things that they haven't dealt with, that they do have some things that happen to them as children that they don't know how to talk about? Yeah, I mean, it's that's so tricky because everybody is different. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone is going to treat their mental health the same. You know, but I think a lot of it really comes from a place of shame and a a place of fear, you know, um, but in reality, you know, there's so many terrible things that happen to people. Mm -hmm. And I think the first thing to really understand is that it's it's not the person's fault. You know, sometimes even with mental illness or, you know, things like that, those things are hereditary. They're in your genes. You know, you, you might not have ever experienced a quote unquote traumatic experience, but you have depression, but Mm -hmm. that's something that's written, you know, run in your family, your entire life. And, you know, that's just, you know, unfortunately a part of your, your DNA makeup. Like how can you really blame yourself for something that was there when you were conceived, right? Right. Like a part of your DNA makeup. So I think really, I think that really ties into self-love and Mm self-acceptance. Like, you know, when you really love yourself, you, you love all the parts of yourself. And so, you know, and you know, as an advocate for mental health, as an survivor advocate, like, you know, I really use my voice to talk about it, but not everyone is comfortable sharing. You know, I give mm-hmm. a space so that people, like when people hear me, I give people permission to talk about it because some people feel so ashamed and they feel so in darkness and, and they don't want to talk about it. So they isolate. But in reality, you know, they're kind of closing themselves off from other people. So, you know, it's really just about letting go of the fear of being judged. Like Ooh. we all struggle with something, right? Yeah. Like you have to let go of the fear and you have to invite the love in, you know, the yeah. love for yourself. And then when you start talking about your struggle, you actually invite support, right? Yeah. Like I'll never understand, excuse me, I'll mm-hmm. never understand what you go through, but once you start talking about it, then I can show up for you, yeah. right? Like, I can answer that call when you just need to talk. I can answer, you know, you know that text message when you're reaching out and saying, I need support. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, that that's in a part, like, that I see that, like, personally, right? But having mental struggles don't leave you when you go into the office or when you start working on your business, working with business partners and um, creating relationships to move yourself forward professionally. So how can we advocate for ourselves in a professional setting? Yeah, you know, 
This is very interesting because this recently came up for me about a month ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I was having a severe, severe panic attack at work and I, I needed, I needed to go for a walk. I could, I I could not be in the office because I, number one, I, I, you know, when I'm having a panic attack like that, I need to be outside. I need Mm -hmm. to get fresh air. And I, you know, my boss was in a meeting, but I didn't want her to come out and, you know, you know, see that I was gone. So I wrote her an email and I said, you know, Hey Judy, like I'm having a panic attack. I really need to, to, to go for a walk. Um, you know, just, I just want to let you know in case you're looking for me, but I'll be back as soon as I can. And I took about 20 minutes to go for a walk. I called a friend. Um, and when I came back, I felt better, but of course my boss came up to me and she was like, are you okay? And I said, you know, I'm having a panic attack. And, you know, she said, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not. And she, you know, she was like, do you want to go home? And I said, yes, yes, I do. And I, you know, I felt guilty doing that, but at the same time, like, I can't be productive when I'm in that state of mind. Right. I can't serve her and be a great assistant when I'm in that state of mind. So she let me go home and I came home and I rested. And then the next day I was a hundred again and I was able to show up and like be my best self. But sometimes you have to ask for what you need. Like, and I'm not saying, you know, miss that meeting or, you know, like completely dump your priorities. But if you have a chance to go for a 20, 10, five, two-minute walk, (laughs) go in the bathroom and cry, take a breath, like, get away from your desk. Like, it's little things like that that will make all the difference. You do not have to stay there um, if you're not in a good place. Yeah. Wow. And so what advice would you give someone who's currently struggling with anxiety or depression right now? I would say that, you know, especially with depression, depression is a very, very severe disease. It's not something that you can just say, hey, just say some positive affirmations and Mm -hmm. you'll be fine. Like, you know what? You just, you're too negative. Like it's a serious, serious, serious illness. And if you suffer with depression, you might want to consider getting some help for it. You know, there's lots of different therapists out there you know there's medication that can help you know it's not something that like oh I just need positive positive vibes only like Mm -hmm. you know it's a it's a serious serious illness and just like you would you know if you injured your leg and you needed to go to the doctor and you know get a knee replacement or something of that nature like you would go and get that surgery so what is the difference between a mental illness like Mm -hmm. what is the difference between taking care of your mental health and seeing a mental health professional When it comes to anxiety, um, you know, again, seeking therapy, you know, there's so many different ways to help with anxiety, sometimes even nutrition, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe the things that you're eating are contributing to your anxiety, maybe the people that you surround yourself are considered, you know, contributing to your anxiety. So it's really taking a self assessment of what is what is going to make me feel good, right? And being really honest about yourself Mm -hmm. with yourself, like, you know, staying up until two o'clock in the morning and getting five hours of sleep. Is that really, you know, like benefiting you? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you do that self-assessment, it's like, wait a minute, there are ways that I can take better care of myself that might reduce that anxiety. Maybe it won't a hundred percent go away, 
But if you, you know, get more sleep or you're taking care of your nutrition or you're, you know, surrounding yourself with, you know, people that actually make you feel good, then it it might be decreased, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, definitely. Wow. That's good. So I hope that, you know, people are actually walking away and taking some advice from this because like if anybody's struggling with their mental health, whether it be a um, depression, anxiety, or just like mentally not okay, like with within yourself, like you struggle with loving yourself or seeing your worth. You know, I definitely think that us having this conversation is super important. Um, and Jen, I would just wanted to know because, you know, you are an advocate and you are someone who has worked to get to the place that she's at right now mentally. Um, and so what do you th- why is it important for us to even have this conversation? It's so important for us to have this conversation because everybody struggles with something. Mm-hmm. You are not alone. The people that you see that look like they have it all together, together. Mm. you know, they cry themselves to sleep some nights too. Yeah. You know, and like, it's so important to have these conversations because once we start having them, we kind of take away the shame of it. Like, yes. I, I, I don't feel ashamed about yeah. having panic attacks and anxiety. I don't feel ashamed anymore because I know that it's not my fault. I had a really hard upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a survivor. I survived in this world. You know, I don't feel ashamed of that because when you, when you shame yourself, you blame yourself. Yes. Like, Oof. And, and what you really need to do is start affirming yourself. You need yes. to praise yourself. You know, the days that are really hard, I constantly, you know, in my mind, I'm saying, Jen, you're doing such a great job. You mm-hmm. are doing such a great job. You are so, um, because I don't feel ashamed of what, what I go through. I'm so proud of myself that I've gotten this far. And, you know, it's so important to just let go of the shame and the judgment. And when we start having these conversations, we start realizing that, wait, everybody's going through this. So then why do I feel so bad about it if this is something that people, other people are struggling with? Yeah, this is it. This is, this is the reason why, guys. Like, you're not alone. I, I feel like I always reiterate that in every episode that I do, but it's true. Like, we often feel like we are alone, but we're not alone. And there are people who are going through the same things that we are going through. And sometimes, unfortunately, unfortunately, though it sucks to see someone else going through the same kind of pain, it kind of brings you some sort of comfort because you can relate to that person and because you can kind of come to common ground and understanding with that person and their experiences. And so one last question. Um, How has your spirituality impacted you mentally and emotionally? Oh my goodness. Um, You know, I'm very close to what I understand God to be. And I'm, I'm in constant prayer all the time. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, like, especially during those panic attacks that I I get sometimes, you know, sometimes I just need to pray. And I'm, you know, I have to say, God, like, please help me through this moment. And, you know, my intuition will just say, breathe, 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 Mm -hmm. breathe. It'll pass. This is, this is just a feeling, feeling, 
feelings don't last forever, right? Yeah. So, you know, um, prayer is very, very, very big for me. Yeah. I also, you know, with meditation, it's, you know, prayer is when you're asking for God and meditation for me is when you listen to God, right? And right. so I I allow myself every day to hear what whatever God needs to tell me, you know, and I follow that. Not 100%. I'd say like 98.5% of the time. There's <laughs> <laughs> still room for improvement. Yes. Tell but, me about um, it. <laughs> but prayer, prayer is very much a part of, of the experiences that I have. Um, and prayer brings me closer to God because right. I feel like I can't do it alone. You know, mm-hmm. spirituality is very, like me and God, we're one. Um, and without, when I, when I disconnect from what I understand God to be and I don't meditate and I don't pray, I am alone. And then it, mm. it's all of that all on me. Like, and yeah. it, it, it's like a hundred times heavier but when I really like open myself up you know God takes some of that burden away from me Mm -hmm. and maybe I'm only feeling it at like 30 percent instead of the whole hundred you know yeah I mean like why would I carry all this by myself when I have somebody who's telling me that he wants to carry it for me Mm. like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not carrying this by myself thank you God for being present Um, so Jen, thank you so much for joining me. Like, I'm really so excited because you are the best. Um, you guys don't understand. Jen is like, she is like a power woman. And like, sometimes when she like is having her like breakdowns and I'm like, what is, do you not know how much greatness is within you? But (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't understand. But like she said, you know, like sometimes you go through things, you experience things that, um, you have to be able to come to grips with and really focus and hone in on yourself and understand that, like, love yourself and that this feeling will pass because it is just a feeling. Um, so before we close out, I ask every guest to tell us what a lifestyle perspective means to you and give us one affirmation as it relates to what we have discussed today. My lifestyle perspective? I'm not sure. That's a very tricky question. Um, I think that... You know, I, what I will say, I, I don't know if this will answer your question, but what <laughs> I will say is that the second that I really, really started loving myself, my whole life changed. Mm. And I think that my lifestyle perspective is always to love myself. Okay. A hundred percent. And when I love myself, I'm able to love other people. Yeah. And so... And it, 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 it trickles into every part of my life. Like, loving myself means eating well, like I said earlier, it means doing affirmations, it means taking care of my home, it means crying in the bathroom at work, (laughs) just out, it means, you know, asking for the day off and not feeling bad about it, like loving myself, and the second, I mean, I'm talking about like, the second that I started loving myself, my whole life changed, I, I was able to become exactly who I wanted to, I mean, I got a great apartment I have a great job like my people that no longer served me left my life the people <laughs> that love me and and affirm me came into my life or stayed you know um yeah. and so that's my lifestyle perspective just love yourself as much as you can and as long as you're willing the doors will open mm-hmm. um my affirmation um my favorite af- affirmations are um I'm amazing mm-hmm. and I I'm loved um and the other one that I'm currently working on is I am willing to let go of the behaviors in me that no longer serve me. Ooh. And I'm doing a great job. 
That's my favorite one right now. I love it. No, honestly, that's literally something that I have been like working on heavily. Like, God, take it out of me. If it's not a part of you, take it out of me. So I, I will affirm with you. I, what did you say? I am. I am willing to let go of the behaviors in me that no longer serve me. And I'm doing a great job. I am willing to let go of the behaviors that no longer serve me. And I am doing a great job. Yep. Woo! Jen, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys have benefited from this. You can follow Jen's nonprofit organization at Peace Starts Now on Instagram. Um, I will put the link in the description. Um, Jen, do you want them to follow you on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Um, I also have a personal Instagram if anyone yes. ever wants to see pictures of me and my uh, <laughs> family's cat. <laughs> ABGT27. At AGBT27. What? All right, Jen, thank you so much. Thank you. You just heard Tobi Olay, episode 12, Tell Me About the Mental. We were joined with a special guest today, Jen Aleman, and she helped us dig into the importance of mental health for our well-being. Um, and we looked at um, taking care of ourselves and putting ourselves first and how to affirm ourselves. And so I really hope that you walked away from this episode feeling encouraged and empowered to take back control of the garden of your mind and really stand strong in your truth to keep pushing through for the next level because this is just the beginning. And honestly, what Jen's overcome has encouraged me and empowered me to want to keep pushing through and silence all the negative thoughts that come past through my mind. So I really hope that it's done the same for you. Again, follow Jen's nonprofit organization, Peace Starts Now, and you can follow her on her personal account at AGBT27. And of course, all the details will be in the description. And thank you again for tuning in. This is Told by Olay. I'm your host, Olay. Olayinka, Olayinka, Yinka, that's me.